0: Greetings, Applied AI Podcast listeners. This is Justin Grammitz, your host of the Conversations on Applied AI Podcast. Just dropping in to let you know about a very special event we have coming up on Friday, May 12th. It's the Spring 2023 Applied AI Conference. You can learn more by going to AppliedAIConf.com. This full-day in-person conference is the only and largest artificial intelligence conference held in the Upper Midwest. It will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota on May 12th. We will have more than 20 speakers with two tracks covering everything from AI business applications, chat GPT, computer vision, machine learning, and so much more. For being a listener to this podcast, use the promo code podcast when purchasing your ticket for a 50% discount. So here's the details. Go to appliedaiconf.com. That's appliedaiconf.com to see the full schedule and register for the only and largest artificial intelligence conference in the upper Midwest on May 12th. And don't forget to use a promo code of PODCAST when checking out to receive a 50% discount. We look forward to seeing you there. And thank you so much for listening. And now, on with this episode.
1: Aside the framework for building assistants on top of it, you should, first of all, have Python knowledge and basic programming language knowledge so that you can build an assistant on top of it. Because this is a Python library which you can use and you can create different kinds of assist. I won't say a specific because... It is just a framework where you can uh, you can use Bert, you can do diet classifier on top of it, and you can directly train whatever questions you have. And once you have added questions, answers, and whatever API calls or database connection you want to have, you have connected it. You can train the model, and you can chat with that particular assistant.
2: Welcome to the Conversations on Applied AI podcast where Justin Grammons and the team at Emerging Technologies North talk with experts in the fields of artificial intelligence and deep learning. In each episode, we cut through the hype and dive into how these technologies are being applied to real-world problems today. We hope that you find this episode educational and applicable to your industry and connect with us to learn more about our organization at AppliedAI.mn. Enjoy!
0: Welcome everyone to the Conversations on Applied AI podcast. Today in the program, we have Deshant Gandhi. Deshant is an AI ML engineer at Huri. Huri is an AI powered customer support assistant that helps your business automate customer communications and provides 24 seven support with zero delays. Deshant is also building a community for chatbot developers and learners. He has a YouTube channel under the name Droid City, where he creates videos on chatbot development. And Android app development. And I've checked out his channel and watched a number of these extremely useful videos. They're really great. Finally, he is a Rasa superhero, which is a distinction given to the most contributing members of the Rasa open source community. So thank you so much, Sean for being on the program today.
1: Thank you so much, Justin, to invite me in this amazing podcast. So really excited what kind of questions have and what we will be talking the, about AI and machine learning.
0: Great. Yeah. Well, we're super excited to have you because people are always looking to learn new things in our community. And every one of these podcasts, somebody learns something. And in fact, you oftentimes it's I learned something doing these. So I'm um, really, really thrilled to have you take some time today and, you know, enlighten us on on the work that you've been doing. So yeah, I gave a little bio, a little brief introduction there, but maybe you could give us a little more background on, on kind of how you yourself got into AI in your career.
1: I would like to describe myself as I'm really passionate about creating the virtual assistant and building assistants which really help solve the problems of the real world. I myself have faced this issue while connecting with the company. I go there and I have to talk with the people and it's really time consuming for everybody. Like You have to be in queue for just a simple question like, how can I book this? I'm not able to book this particular ticket for my flight. And you just have to wait in the queue before this, but now it's then like you call or chat with the assistant on WhatsApp or uh SB Messenger, wherever their site is, and you can just answer it. So this is how I like to describe myself and also as you describe like I also have a YouTube channel which I I created because I was seeing at the developers who are building assistant or are in NLP or AI. They are really having trouble learning about this. If they are beginners, I myself had troubles uh, learning AI and ML before, but nowadays there are quite a lot of tutorials and I am also trying to contribute as much I am. I can in this field so that everybody can do this themselves. Great.
0: No, that's awesome. So I think I saw, you know, you went through some coursework, I guess, on like maybe Coursera. And, and before that, were you just writing software? Or were you some of these, you know, you're a software engineer and you said, well, wow, this AI seems like a really interesting place for me to get into to contribute. You kind of made that mental shift and, and kind of went back and started learning this stuff?
1: No, actually, it was not like that. So since childhood, I really had a craze about AI and machine learning. I really wanted to go in robotics. But that was not the part of my job. So I really liked coding part instead of building some electronic machineries like Iron Man did. So I'm not that. But yeah, the motivation from where I, I thought this was really from Avengers, then Science are Stupid and and all those cartoons which, which really helped. Like Power Rangers was also some kind of AI they used <laughs> in there like watching those cartoons and shows it really helped me so whenever there was some some kind of show it really i was watching it properly like what they did and how it was working the, there was also a show called as brain games i remember on national geographic channel they also showed some kind of technology i don't remember because it was like many years back so yeah it really helped me to get into this and in the degree college, when I when I was in my degree college, at that moment, I learned about Alan Turing Test. In a book about EI, it was just a theory book, not a hands-on book. But they really explained about Turing Test, like how it is done. I, might, I guess you might also be knowing about this Turing Test, where there was a person who will sit, they will give some responses. He will also write a response and the machine will also write a response. For a particular test to conduct and to check if the machine is working properly and it is an actual AI, so if the responses are similar or match in some way, it is known as it is successful," and I don't know it was published in nineteen fifteen. So yeah, it was really amazing, like how at that moment AI was defined, and we still use it, like when we are creating a chatbot or we are talking with an AI. We try to check if the questions which we ask, it is really able to answer it or not in a, in a really conversational manner, how it should. Yes.
0: Be. One of the hot things these days, which I'm, everyone's talking about, is ChatGPT.
1: Yeah, definitely. It is a really amazing topic.
0: I use it pretty much every day in one shape or form because I'm generating and writing a lot of content myself. And I'm not using it to generate a lot of things, but also to sort of actually make what I write better and also give me b- better ideas on things that I hadn't even thought of. And then I'll, I'll grab pieces out of it and be like, oh, I should write about this. But yeah, the Turing test is interesting because it, it's giving me responses that it could be human to me on the other side. I mean, it's almost like, and that's kind of what the Turing test is, is you wouldn't have any idea if it's a computer or you're talking with somebody else. Where do you think we are with regards to the evolution of chat? Just, I guess, chat, you can talk about chat GPT, but what, what are your, since you kind of, you're deep into this space, how, how do you think we're doing, and are we doing really, Really poorly. We're doing better. How do you see this going?
1: I would say we are growing really better in this particular area because I remember when I really started my degree in BScIT, which is Bachelor of Science in Information Technology. At that moment, Google announced that they will be creating an AI or they will be coming up with something which will answer your questions in a way that you won't know that it is a person. Or you have just started to chat with someone at that moment. The 4G in India was just launched, and uh, we actually, when in the college time, we were using the Wi-Fi, open Wi-Fi, which was available by Google on the on the railway stations. So it really helped to know about this all things, and we use Wi-Fi for doing this all stuff, doing this all experiments on programming. So yeah, we are really growing much better at this rate and I would say they're experimenting few things which it's really good that they are not sharing everything with us but mm. yeah it would be really great if the developers who are really involved in this field would get to know about the experiments which are going on so, yeah
0: yeah I mean it seems like of course it's only as good as the data that it's been fed and there's lots of questions around the data being biased and it's not being up to date because like ChatGPT is still a number of years out Going back to what you guys do at Huri, you know, you guys are are doing customer support. But how do you guys feed the bot? I'm, I'm assuming a hotel is going to have different information that's going to be different from from an from an auto store. You know, um, with regards to customer support, I'm just curious how how is is every implementation that you guys do very unique and very time consuming for you to build that out.
1: Not, I would say, as time-consuming, but in reality, our product, Huri, is a concept where you can build any kind of chatbot or, a, I won't say chatbot, but a virtual assistant which will help your business grow and solve your problems. Like, it has live agent abilities, but you don't need any kind of coding knowledge or programming knowledge to build the assistants on our platform. You can just... Add the questions, add, add your training data or whatever you would like to say. Variations is also a part of this. And you can add answers or whatever response you would like to have for, for the assistant's questions. And that's it. You train the assistant. You integrate with the website or wherever you like to integrate it. And you can talk with the assistant or your customers can talk with the assistant. Solve the problems which you have or the questions they have. With that, so it's really simple because each and every business or each and every startup does not have fundings or does not have capabilities to hire a programmer or developer to help them create the assistant. Because nowadays there are multiple companies are providing artificial intelligence, but what happens is they really have limitations with what user can ask, bot can actually ask and response to the user. So it really helps. In a conversational manner, they can communicate with the assistant and get the response in a conversational manner. It, it should not be like, okay, so this is the following step you have to do. This is the step number one, step number two. We have really got acquainted, I would say, in the robotic manner of the assistant. But what is some assistant is able to answer a question in a very conversation. You won't be able to know if, if there is a particular person behind it or an assistant. So yeah, we are currently building that
0: kind of system. Neat. And how long has the company been
1: around? I don't know a specific year, but I can say there are probably two to three years or more than that.
0: It's such a hot space. And there I see a lot of companies that are sort of getting into this. And I, I could see as a startup, you're right, you not only have the programmers or the, the developers to do it, but you can't even pay a support staff. I mean, you, you're you're busy oftentimes just trying to sell the product or sell your product, right? And so to have a virtual assistant that's there 24-7 that can interact with people that have problems while using your product or need support, to put that off on an AI is 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 great.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because nowadays, the internet has grown so much that if you are selling your product in India or in a particular state, someone can call you and get it from any other state or any other part of the world. So... To be available 24 by 7, it's really tough job. So the assistant can solve those problems for you. Even the assistant can get orders for yourself and you can then ship it out afterwards once your time zone is available.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to ask you about that. You know, it's one thing just to put a, a frequently asked questions you know, into a bot, right? Where it's just like somebody asks a question and then they get a response back. But it sounds like your system can... I guess a couple questions here is, is yeah, can they place orders, I guess, through... And it seems like SMS, you know, text messages is also a way that people, I see a lot of chatbots and like interacting. How? What's the interface, I guess? So I guess there's two questions there. Number one is, is maybe what's the capabilities? You know, is it just back and forth chatting? Or are there other integrations or APIs into the backend? That's probably my first question.
1: The assistant which you build is completely based on the training data which you fade at. So gotcha. if you fed it in a really good manner, like you have enough, training data and responses then the assistant will understand it properly and the pipeline which we are using it's really good so that even if you have questions like even if you like added few questions it will be able to answer in a more conversation manner so you don't have to worry about it
0: gotcha gotcha yeah and then i guess the response could be hey here's a link to our website go ahead and place the order you know and I wasn't sure if you guys have like text message capabilities that people can text with, with your, with the chatbot, or is that something that they would have to set up, but then feed your model into?
1: No, they can integrate the widget itself in their website. And any consumer or anyone who is visiting their website, they can ask the questions and also they can communicate with the assistant. So, yeah. Also, we have live support functionality where if the assistant is not able to answer, it will ask for a few, th- few, uh, few things from the user, a few information. And then once it is captured, it will wait for the support agent. Of, if they are able to, they can directly answer the questions of the consumer. So, yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah. So you you can kind of have that human in the loop, I guess is what they say. Sometimes you put a human into it. Where do you see this going in the future? I mean, I mean, obviously, I guess it's just going to get better and better, but... You know, you've been in this chat space. I mean, you have a YouTube channel all about it. And we'll put links to that along with, you know, links, links off to Huri in the liner notes as well. But where where do you see this going in the next, you know, five years or so?
1: The really thing about the chat space going, I'd say instead of chat, people might be going hands-free, like using directly voice because everything is going wireless. And nowadays I've seen mobiles, mobile phones, smartphones does not have aux cable. Now, aux input even. So, right, <laughs> yeah, so right. there's no wire. Uh, you just click on your headphones, and that's it. You can directly call a CD or a virtual assistant, any kind of virtual which is integrated, and you can chat with them. So, yeah, yeah I'd say that each and every space, we have voice assistant and also a wake-up call, like, hey, Siri, can you do this for me? Or, hey, Google, or this is already present but you're not using extensively. But once it is done, right. it will it will be really good to have.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I in fact, as I was walking in today, I wanted to open an app on my phone. We have a security app that we use to get into our office. I just used voice to bring it up. I said, okay, Google and open this particular app. And it did. And, you know, it only saved me a couple seconds. But I did have to fling through all these apps and try and find the thing. It just so voice control is is awesome. And I also think, as I'm getting older, my eyesight is actually not as good as it used to be. And so voice, it's way easier for me just to dictate something, just even as simple as a text message or whatever it is, than sit there on keyboard to go back and forth. So voice is is definitely huge. I just don't think it's used enough, and I think you're right. I I, I think I'm finding it more and more, myself realizing, huh, I should should just say this. And with chat getting better, you feel like it's just going to be more and more integrated into our life. So if I want to schedule something, like a maintenance thing for my car, for example. I'll just be able to say, OK, G, schedule this at this particular place and we're going to be coming more and more not have to actually pick up the phone and talk to a human. We can just talk to a chatbot.
1: Chatbot to answer each and everything, it's quite difficult. So I'm quite not open with, with AI doing each and everything for us mm. because then what we will be doing. So <laughs> as as we say, like, they will be doing the chores for us. Will they be washing our clothes for us? Like, yeah, there's a machine for it, definitely. But how much will get lazy for them? Like, will it be a strength or a weakness? I don't know how it will be, like, being lazy.
0: That's a great, great thing I hadn't brought up yet, but I usually do bring it up with people. It's kind of like, yeah, how how is this going to impact the future of of work, you know, for people? Do you view it as a positive, as a negative? Are you kind of on the fence? You're not really exactly sure. You were kind of touching on that when you answered that last question, but... Do you see things where you're afraid of it getting too smart? Or do you see ultimately humans still being able to contribute to the society? Or, or you just we just don't know yet.
1: I would say the third option is good for me because I'm not that kind of person who thinks yeah, it would be quite harmful, like as it was in Terminator movies. Or, uh, <laughs> so yeah, like that, but not assets. But I would say we should not be fully dependent on it. But yeah, at some point. At some point, yes, we can use them. It's not uh, using ourselves, but we should use them as our help or guidance purpose. Mm. Because right now, I also heard many news about Apple Watch, where it really helped that particular person to get aid. Because like that person had a car crash, the Apple Watch directly called an ambulance and their emergency contacts directly. and they reached it. He got sealed. So, yeah. This way, it is really helpful. But the other way, like, hey Siri, do this for me. Hey Siri, do this for me. So, it really makes it being lazy, just sitting around and the yeah, let the, yeah, do this stuff. Open the door for me and all these things. It yes. really <laughs> makes you ob- obsessed or obesity really gets triggered in our, in our body. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. There's a whole kind of movie around that. I forget what it's called again, but it's, 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 it's a good 10, 15 years old, but it sort of plays on that idea. I think it's Wally. Is it Wally? Yeah. It's just this idea that the world sort of turns into all we do is sit in chairs and the chairs fly around. And all we do is eat and watch TV. So kind of sad, actually, but it's but that's the undertone of the movie is that it can definitely go too far. You know, I, I've heard the term chatbot versus assistant, and I was just wondering. I mean, in your mind, are they are they the same thing? They just kind of two different words for the same thing, or or is is there? Would you define them differently in any?
1: Actually, the definition is quite might be different. I don't. I'm not sure about it. I haven't read the definition on Google. Like chatbot, in any anyone's mind, it would come up as like it's just for chatting purposes, But assistant is like for assisting you in any any case or scenario you, you need assistant for. So yeah, not sure about uh, if it would be similar or like that.
0: Sure. And it feels like assistant is more broad, right? It, it, it's sort of helping you do anything. And then chatbot is really just like the, the way that you communicate with it, where people think about it's typing, but it doesn't need to be typing. I mean, so that's another side of it. I, I'm just, I'm thinking this about this audio thing. You know, are are you seeing? I guess I could see in the future where it doesn't actually write it back on the screen; it would speak it back to you. For example, you could actually carry on an audio conversation with the bot.
1: Like chatting can happen like on voice or directly via typing. So both the ways, it's it's a chat. But assistant can also be a human and also can be a virtual virtual person or virtual machine, which can give you an assistant. This is how I look at the assistant word because it, it can be anyone. It can be yeah, machine sure. or it can be a human. But in the chatbot, it's a word definitely for chatting with the assistant, actually with the bot. So I'm quite, I would say, familiar. I, I quite a lot speak assistant instead of chatbot. So every time I, I try to say chatbot, it really sound weird to me. So With the chatbot, it can be, I really recommend to have this as a voice because typing could solve few issues, but via the voice, we can directly start communicating more and more because I myself, if I want to solve a particular query or I have a query with the customer care, I would like to call them instead of chatting with the assistant because we have a lot bigger query than than we could type it, so I have this, 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 then assistant will say you can do this this but no this is not what i was talking about i want this kind of solution for this particular purpose but the assistant says that you should try this particular method which will help you to solve your issue but that's not what i wanted so yeah if it would be more of a voice then it's really great
0: yeah, you got to kind of come to where the customer is, how, what they're, how they're used to interacting. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like, what's a day in the life for an AI ML engineer at your company? Are you are you pouring through a lot of data? Are you trying different models? And the follow-up question is going to be like, how do people get into this field, right? If you were starting and just coming out of school now, yeah, maybe you could give a little bit of color around like, kind of like what, what does the day look like somebody in this field?
1: We start with adding the features in the assistant and yeah if i start from the beginning of the day then to get motivated and start the work uh, i would recommend to go gym or go for a swim do something which which could activate your brain and so because this is really important while programming so if this gets yes. frustrated then even if you try to solve the error it will take days to solve it i can remember there is one error like it was coming again and again whatever i try but I thought, let's take a break. Let's go for a walk. I usually swim or uh, go for a gym or do a stargazing. So this all kind of stuff. I, I go for it. So I do it. And then I came back. I look at the code. This was the issue I was facing and it, it really got solved in like 30 minutes with writing the code and doing it. But it took me nice. like one day to think about it and I got really frustrated about it. So yeah. It really helps if you try to do some activity along with the work because it really opens the brains up. Apart from that, in the day of of life is, I won't say we upload the model, download the model, or we train the model, those things. But we really start with having a good amount of uh, work done with what we have. Like, Let's say we have this particular concept in our mind. You first discuss it out and think what would consumer think of it when it comes to us? How will they react and how it will work for them? So we will think about it. And then once that is done, we start to implement it in a way that it would help each and every consumer or a business who are going to use our product. So yeah, it's not just training the model or uploading or adding some kind of data, but we really think of a feature which will really help the Businesses to move around and use it in a free way. Gotcha.
0: What programming languages are you mainly working?
1: There are a lot of programming languages, say, we have in here. So basically, Python is the most used programming language okay. in AIML. That's the one. And I like to say we use JavaScript also for this mm-hmm. particular purpose. So yeah, there's two other major languages we are using right now.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So if I was going to college or I was coming out of college, I should try and pick up those two languages would definitely give me an edge. Are there other? I mean, obviously you have your pot, your um, YouTube channel where people can go and, and learn stuff. Have you seen other interesting sources of knowledge or sources of information that maybe somebody would be able to get for low cost or, or free in this space to learn things?
1: Definitely. There are really amazing courses available on machine learning AI. I personally would like to recommend Andrew NJ's machine learning specialization, which is on Coursera. You can even audit the course. You can learn from it. That's the plus of it. If you want the certification, you can pay for it if you want. But if you just want to learn, then you can definitely go for it because he has explained each and everything. Like Even the math has been explained in there. So yeah, I'd recommend it. Also for about the books, I would first like to recommend few things which are non AI ML or programming ones because I found it really helpful. As a programmer, we are tend to have this issue about communicating or presenting in our field. It is really important if you present ourselves properly or our project so that we could get a job or to get somewhere around in this, in this field. So there are two books actually for this. I would recommend. First one is How to Win and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Dale yeah, Carnegie, you know, yeah, Carnegie yeah. yeah. Then Talk Like Ted by Carmen Gallo. These are two amazing books, really help us to talk and communicate. I remember like I was in junior college and it might also be known as school in other parts of the world. I was working as a marketing guy. So the company is not anymore right now, but it was the first step on communication and public speaking. It really helped me to communicate with people and talk with different kinds of people, different kinds of people and in anywhere, any place at the moment. Like I, even I want to tell about this particular product in a garden or let's say in a, in a metro or anywhere, I would directly approach the person, talk of your chit chat and then directly. Yeah. Would you like to have this kind of product? How would it be? The product was computer courses. Mm, so, okay. Yeah, So it was about that and about the recommendation about machine learning, machine learning books. I do have it right now, but it's quite big. I won't be showing it here. So it's hands-on machine learning, uh, scikit-learn, Keras, and TensorFlow. These three things are present and it covers a lot of things. The name of that particular author is or Aurelian Geron. Okay. Okay. Okay
0: google that and find that at that end of the notes. So, you know, when you were talking about being so technology focused and needing to really be a good presenter. I mean, that that's huge. You can't be successful only just sitting there writing code or creating models or, you know, it's a much more it's a very very good career thing <laughs> to be able to communicate. And then of course, of course when you build a product, you need to understand the customer, right? Are are you are you seeing I don't know how I'm going to phrase this, but like, you know, people that probably do well in your organization or that are working in in this in this space, they may not actually have a computer science background. Like they maybe haven't gone to school for programming because they're actually much better at, I guess, the, maybe the user interface, they're understanding human factors, they understand how humans communicate. You might get people that are like linguistic majors, stuff like that, that have studied language that maybe are coming in this field. I'm kind of spitballing, but would you agree with that? That, you know, this field doesn't need to be computer scientists only. This field needs a lot about other people.
1: In it. Yeah, definitely. Like right now, if you are in any field, you can come to programming. And if you don't even have knowledge, you can gain it. And the plus point here is it doesn't take any much time. Like it does not take five years to gain a particular programming language knowledge. You can just start now. In a month, you are ready to try to build a program with whichever you like. and. It's not just that you can even start with the front. People do start with the react JS right now. So in this time, it really mm-hmm. helps each and everyone. Like I remember I met a particular teacher. He was teaching Arabic, Hindi, English, and other languages in school. And he wanted to learn NLP also because he thought that it would be, it would really contribute. In his career, and also in in a way that he can learn this NLP, because he knows about other languages, he can speak them, he can write them. So why not he can try to implement something with it? So he started started learning NLP and machine learning. So yeah,
0: and that's what I love about I, just artificial intelligence. It it spans so many different fields and so many different industries. It's kind of the possibilities are so it's it's amazing. It's amazing. It's fun fun place to be in. Well. Was there anything else you wanted to cover? We talked a little bit about you and, you know, your personal projects. know, I wasn't sure about, about Rasa open source. Maybe, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that community.
1: Rasa is a framework for building assistants on top of it. So you can use Rasa for building the assistant. Like if you want to build any kind of assistant, you should first of all have Python knowledge and basic programming language knowledge so that you can build an assistant on, on top of it. Because this is a Python Library which you can use, and you can create different kind of. A I won't say a specific because it is just a framework where you can uh, you can use Bert, you can do that classifier on top of it, and you can directly train whatever questions you have. And once you have added questions, answers, and whatever API calls or database connection you want to have, you have connected it. You can train the model. And you can chat with that particular assistant. I also have videos on it, like how you can use it, how you can build forms using Raza. And that way you can be any kind of assistant because it is really an open world where anyone can have any kind of demand. Like someone wants an e-commerce assistant, someone wants just a voice assistant which can do like on off or like basic Home home assistant which can open the door for you or something like that. Because I remember I worked on an auto bot, automobile bot, which was for for basic basic stuff. It would do on a particular car. It was like if you want to turn on the lights, if you want to turn on the windshield, or you want to clean the window of yours. And that way it would do all those stuff, like Just voice command. You can just press the button wow. or you can just say, say the name of the assistant and it would do the work. Also, I created the application for playing the music, giving the direction. It was just an Uber, but it's a more voice way. So how it worked is if you want to play a music, you just say, like, I want to play shape of you. It will directly, it should have an integration. It's Spotify or some kind of music playlist where it can access to it. And play the music directly in the, in that particular Android application. So if you say something like you want to get a direction from Mumbai to Navi Mumbai, then it will give you the directions directly opened on that particular yes. application and the route is navigated to you.
0: Like you said, this kind of runs, probably runs best on a, on a mobile phone.
1: Yes. Yes. Definitely. This, this particular application will run on mobile phone. But yeah, you can also integrate it with any any kind of systems if you have that integration capability available. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, I mean, on a phone, it's easy for it to just launch Google Maps, you know, be able to sort of plug that information in. Whereas if you're on a desktop, you're talking to your computer, and those integrations aren't really there. You'd have to hand code them in some ways, I guess, you know, to launch them.
1: There are also systems in car, or also in scooters and bikes nowadays have this kind of system arrived. It shows you the direction. You don't have to have a mobile holder on top of your bike where it can show you the direction. But just the indicator, it will switch back to a speedometer and there is one navigation system available. You can see it and it will drive you. That's
0: cool. That's cool. You've been involved in this open source. This is an open source community, right? All all the code's open?
1: Yes, yes, definitely. I could share the link of this uh, GitHub.
0: If anybody searches for Rasa open source, they'll find it. I've, I've, I found it. Uh, I had not seen it before, though. There must be other communities out there that are sort of doing the same thing.
1: I'm not sure about it because Rasa is quite unique in this particular field I've seen. Because I, I started my career properly like in the industry in 2020. So when the lockdown happened, I started to learn the courses and to build a portfolio and projects of mine by competing in virtual hackathons because at that time there was everything was virtually happening so hackathons were really virtual i started with virtual hackathons like mlh snapchat also had an hackathon where i i was winner twice in building an application and helping the community for building the application which they had in the in the mind so yeah
0: That's great. Giving back and doing these hackathons is another great way for somebody to get into the field. Absolutely. As they're just uh, getting started. I have a lot of respect for people that have open source projects out there that give their time and energy to sort of help greater good and build the community. It sounds like a really cool, cool thing. I speak at a number of different conferences, whether they be technology conferences or leadership conferences. And this would be a great topic, actually. I've, I've written it down. I'm like, I'm going to take a look at this project because it seems like anybody that if you have some Python knowledge, which is a lot of the groups that I speak to, and we even have our monthly meetups. So this might be a topic where we could just sort of do a, a quick you know, demo, show something at one of our meetups as well. So it seems it seems like it's pretty yeah. easy to sort of get involved.
1: Yes, definitely. I can showcase something in the meetup and I could try to help everyone learn about what is Rasa and how you can build an assistant quickly with Rasa. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, let's talk about that offline once we're done with the podcast. So, is there anything else you'd want to talk about, Deshaun, before we wrap it up here?
1: Sure. I'd like to add one more thing. I really would recommend people who are in professional life, specifically in programming, because we have hours and hours of coding. Probably we might also have to do something sometimes at night to relax ourselves. I would really recommend doing some kind of activity, which would really relax your mind. Either it be going in temple or doing meditation or just roaming around, around the city, bird watching or, or stargazing. Even it's, it's cool to do, go for a trek or dance wherever you'd like. So. Yeah. I myself right now I visited bird watching because in Mumbai at this particular January and February flamingos migrate to our city and stay here for just two months and go back to Siberia or Iran wherever they are they migrate there wow. that's a long way Fly. <laughs>
0: I totally agree with, you know, stepping away from the code for a while. And I even think it's a great, you should be doing this, and I think you touched on this too, start your day off with this. One of the big epiphanies that I've had over the past couple of years is, is I used to just open my laptop, open up, you know, email, and then just start my day that way. And I, I did a complete mind change in 2019, where I really focused on exercise, first of all, in the morning, because I just felt a lot better after I got through the exercise routine. Did a little bit of studying around some topics. So for me, it was artificial intelligence and machine learning. So, so, so learn a little bit, do some journaling and some meditation, and then look at what my day is going to be like, plan out the three or four things that I want to make sure I get done, and then open the laptop and start. So I've been way more productive and way more happy because of that, just having a good, good morning routine. But exercise and doing something else is a huge part of it for sure. Well, good, good. Well, I appreciate the time again today. It sounds like you guys are doing some really fun things at uh, Hori and um, you've been you know, doing some cool stuff in the open source community and maybe we'll have you at one of our meetups in the future. But Deshaun Khandi, thank you so much for being on Conversations with Applied AI. or forward to keeping in touch with you. Thank
1: you so much.
2: You've listened to another episode of the Conversations on Applied AI podcast. We hope you are eager to learn more about applying artificial intelligence and deep learning within your organization. You can visit us at AppliedAI.mn to keep up to date on our events and connect with our amazing community. Please don't hesitate to reach out to Justin at AppliedAI.mn if you are interested in participating in a future episode. Thank you for listening.